Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, it is throwback week. We've got people walking in on other people taking a shower. We've got a baby shower gone wrong. And most importantly, stay aware from the stairs. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Holy cow. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the GH Report. We're back. We're back. Look at that. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the GH Report We're here every Sunday night. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, breaking down the latest comings and goings in Port Charles. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. And I'm your co-host, Carla Renata. You sure? You know what? Leave me alone. Just, just checking. Just checking. <laughs> I mean, Carla's just, you know, got her pet iPad out, just, you know, watching herself, how <laughs> no, great she is. No, I am not. I am checking out the chat room. She's actually streaming episodes of Living Biblically. <laughs> when she's coming back, you can watch those episodes uh, coming back on CBS, so look at that. They are coming back on CBS, all five of them, and they... then will officially be canceled, as opposed to, like, the teaser before. <laughs> Still, at least that's five more chances to see Carla you know, Renata. You know, I was actually kind of, because... When they said they pulled us off the air, I was like, womp, womp, womp. And then they said, oh, okay, we're going to air these other five episodes. I'm like, okay, well, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And, you know, folks, if you want to get in touch with us, you can like us on Facebook, give us those five stars (laughs) on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And, of course, feel free to hop in the chat. Carla's got it up and running. So share your thoughts about anything happening in Port Charles, whether it was this past week or just in general. But uh, before we hop into the week in specific – you said you know there were some uh, some old old school shenanigans happening this week. How'd you feel about this week? <laughs> okay, can we just talk about that baby shower? Oh, we'll we'll break that that whole thing. <laughs> that's down. that's what I want to talk about. I want to oh, talk yes. about that baby shower because that baby shower was pure comedy. It was comedy and yet like a bad toothache all at the same time. All right, let's. <laughs> you know we're not even. We watched the show this week. We're gonna uh, so now let's just jump into it. Let's just go to that that big meaty morsel of uh, the baby shower. Now we see it all leading up to this week. I mean, it's been going for weeks. Yeah, having a baby shower, having yes. a baby shower. Oh, yes. it's gonna happen on the quartermains. Oh, we get to see <laughs> Carly head over there, and they talk about macaroons for the longest time. I can bring macaroons. We make great macaroons over at the Metro Court. I was like, who gives a flying fig about a macaroon? Let's get to the meat of the situation. Well, okay. Now hold on. I will give. A, <laughs> I'll give some time to a good macaroon. Ew, really? Yeah. Come on now. Wait, wait oh. you're not a macaroon person? No. They're too sweet. Uh, folks, uh, we're going to wrap up the show. Thanks, everybody, for watching. <laughs> that is it. That that was They're the breaking too point. sweet. What? They, oh, no, 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 no. They, you got to have the right ones. Come on. Clearly, I have not, because it is just like taking a handful of sugar and throwing it down my throat. Uh, I can't. A nice chocolate macaroon. There's mm. nothing better. Mm-mm. Nothing new. better. New, new, new. So we see all this li- lining up. Uh, people are, you know, hey, we got, we got to go buy a gift for the baby shower. Oh, hey. Brad's getting invited to this baby shower. Okay, let's just talk. Let's just pause there for a second. I kind of just love the fact that her new bestie Brad 
<laughs> let's just okay. Her new bestie Brad has now been invited to the baby shower because him and Lucas are now adopting, but the adoption's not final. So they want him to be at the baby shower just so that he can have a clue as to what's going on when they get their kid. I'm like, first of all, we don't know if the baby they're adopting is a baby baby, if it's like a toddler. If it's a preteen, like we don't know what age the child is, so there's that twenty four twenty four year old man. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, come on, I can't. Every time that <laughs> that Brad t- says to Nell about what their kids are going to do when they grow up, I just I, I curdle a little bit inside, like. Oh. Please, anytime Nell says anything, I just want to punch her in her throat. She <sighs> just oh. so. And she won that daytime Emmy, which means she's doing her job. So there's that. Great, great. Uh, you know, and again, you know, the, she knocked over my iPad. <laughs> the spirit of Nell knocked over my iPad. <laughs> this is absolutely zero reflection on the actress. Uh, she is fantastic. She's been in here on the GH report. We before. love her. Yes, it's we just, love her. Man, we're talking this, about her character though, oh, and her character is off the chain. So we see leading up to that, uh, you know, Nell's blackmail shenanigans don't just stop uh, with trying to get in, uh, Carly in trouble. It is also, hey, we need Ava. You're my pal. But we knew that was coming. And I I was in the chat room and um, was looking at some of the comments that people were making. And I can't remember who made this comment. But one person was like, I'm going to need... Oops. See? General Hospital knocked off my iPad. (laughs) I'm going to need for... General Hospital not to be telegraphing the storylines because it's getting to the point, and I agree with them, that you can tell what the storyline is or what's going to happen next a mile away. There's no super surprises anymore, don't you think? Well, it, uh, until this week, I was wondering why Nell had, had taken that photograph of Ava's photograph of Griffin's test results, seeing how that was going to play into it. Now we see how it is, and it's but like... We, but we mm. knew that. Come on. We knew that if Nell took a picture of anything that didn't belong to her, oh, yeah. she's somehow going to use it as leverage to play into whatever little sick mind game plan thing she has going on. And I love the fact that she's trying to now blackmail Ava. And that bla- and this is the thing that surprised me, that, she's let, that Ava is letting her get away with it. I'm like, come on, Ava. You sm- really? You can't outsmart this little young whippersnapper? Like, for real? Would you, because Nell wants to treat it like, oh, this is blackmail, but we're still friends. Can you be friends with somebody you're blackmailing? Hell no. Ava needs to punch her in her throat and call it a day. She gotta, she's got to pull a car out vi- I'm not violent, but I'm just like, come on, just punch her in her throat so she can just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> just punch her in her throat one more time. I don't know what Nell's, when she keeps saying, oh yeah, we're friends. But, no. but if you don't do this. Then I'm, I'm gonna, then I'm gonna blow your world apart. You think you ugh. have Avery now, but you won't have Avery. And how is Griffin gonna feel about you if if I show these test results? You think he doesn't trust you now? Wait until. Ugh, yeah. Uh, we also and it, what never really led to anything, I guess, other than Ava finding out what Nell has been kind of doing to Carly is the whole thing with the disappearing ink. I was just check. about to say. So I love how that came into play. I love that it took Lucy Co. I love that it took Lucy Coe showing up with that check going, um, excuse me, what is this? For her to figure out that the pen that she wrote was a, um, a pen with disappearing ink. So, but that was, see, this is the thing that confuses me. And I'm, I'm not sure how you feel about this, so I'm interested to know. Are you? I, I don't think I, you really No, are. no, no, I'm interested to know. <laughs> so, Ava has now has something to hold over Nell's head with this disappearing ink pen. She could have blasted her to hell and blew her blew her world up, right? 
But she didn't because Nell had the picture of the test results that Ava took. Is that why she didn't say anything? I'm guessing, but I feel like at that point, then it's like mutually assured destruction. We we both have something on the other person, so why don't we all just drop whatever we're doing and neither of us say anything. Uh, Otherwise, both our lives are going to get blown up. Well, they they both have that hatred of Carly in common, so maybe there's that. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of which, so let's just... Dive back into that baby shower real quick. So they're at the baby shower. And I love, remember how I was talking maybe a couple of weeks ago about how whenever somebody is overhearing a conversation and you don't hear that music, but they have that look on their face. This was the same kind of situation at the baby shower. Whenever somebody would say something, they were always, they were, they were supposed to be whispering to the person they were talking to, but someone in close proximity would always hear it like Ava or Nell would always hear <laughs> what was being said between Bobby and Carly or between Olivia and Carly. Like they would just hear it and then be all up in the conversation. And then whenever somebody would hug Nell, there would always be that look of disgust. I'm like, what is happening? It was like the baby shower from hell. It's, I mean, Nell is not somebody that has any friends other than Brad. For some reason, Brad and her are just best pals. I don't get that. Uh, and Monica has taken a liking to her, but only because, because she's carrying a, quarter man, uh, yeah. a, a great grandchild of the Quarterman clan. Oh, oh, pause. So, speaking of Monica, they went back to the oath. Remember back in the day when somebody would come out and they make they that announce announcement? It. They usually just announced it that one time. But why was it every time Patty McCormick was, was on screen, they were like, the role of Monica Quartermain is now being played by Patty McCormick. I'm like, okay, we got that the first time y'all said it. You don't have to announce it every time we see her. Gots to. You gots to. Oh. She's so royalty. Look, not only is she so... Wasn't that the same Patty McCormick that was in the Bad Sea? Isn't it the same one? Yeah. So I think... I. I'm almost positive she worked on Heart of Dixie with me. I think I saw her at at like a rap party one time. I was like, you're from the Bad Seed, right? That's my favorite movie. <laughs> so, And I remember her because her eyes are so big and piercingly blue. She's got the most beautiful eyes. She is the sweetest, nicest person. I have to give it up to GH for if they were going to bring somebody in to cover for Leslie Charlson, she was the perfect choice for that. Interesting that uh, as I look at our studio right now, there are seats that guests could sit in. You know what? And it's empty. They're coming. They're coming. Don't don't clown. All don't right. Don't clown. Okay. I mean, I you know I can see clown. Patsy right here. We could just chat with her about her. Uh... Patty McCormick. Yeah, Patty. I'll reach out to yeah, her. I'm... Don't clown. No, don't All clown. Right, not clown. <laughs> I mean, uh, never forget, folks. Maurice Bernard by the end of twenty eighteen. He will. He will. I promise you. And then. It. I cannot wait for that day because I'm gonna have all kinds of crow cake for you to eat. I will. I'll be. I, I'll, oh, bring I will. My, I'll bring my knife and fork. I'll bring my bib. <laughs> I'll be ready to go. So this uh, baby shower starts, and it's a small, small gathering because there's not really many people that one like Nell or two are, are that involved with their lives that they're like, yeah, I want to spend some of my afternoon at a really glitzy mansion, but with an awkward kind of party tone. That was just craziness. Yeah. It was, it was, that was unadulterated craziness. I just, the more, <coughs> I watched it like, <coughs> excuse me, like watching a car crash. Oh, like, was, you know, you should turn away. You know, you should just turn your head, but you just can't stop looking. That's what that baby shower was like for oh. me. Oh, now, I feel was, like the only one that was genuine, well, I guess two people that were genuinely excited to be there. Uh, one was Jocelyn and the other was Brad. I mean, he was a lesser to a, to a lesser extent because they're pals. But Jocelyn was the only one that was like, "Yeah, this is what we're doing." Yeah, Jocelyn, bless her heart. That's because she's young and unscathed by life so far, <laughs> which is really hard to believe since Sunny, not Sunny, um, Jax and Carly are her mom and dad. So yeah. it's just like, okay, there, so there's that. But I, what I. 
Two things I did love about that baby shower. Three things, actually. I love that they had the little baby well. And it and that was like the only decent moment of the whole baby shower where they had the baby well where everybody was putting their gifts into the baby well and saying why they got what they got and why they were putting it in the baby well. I mean, even Carly, you know, <laughs> got her butt off her shoulders and was like, okay, I'm going to put this in the baby well because Sonny and I are going to sign this and this will be great for the baby. Like, even Carly had that moment where she was trying to, like, fluff up and do the right thing. And then what happens? Then they start opening up the gifts. Yeah. Now, before we go to the <laughs> gifts, the, the baby well, is that a that's a common thing for baby showers or a particular you can do that? I've never been to a baby shower and seen that kind of thing. Maybe it's some kind of new thing, but I've never seen that. Mm. I've, usually when I go to a baby shower, they, <laughs> the baby showers that I go to, it's usually you eat and you have a good time and you play a bunch of dumb games. And then they take all of the the. Every time a present is open, they take the bow from the present and put it on the the, the mother to be's head, so she ends up with like this big crown of bows hanging around. It's really corny, hanging around her neck, and then they take a picture of her with all the bows. Like that's what I've seen. I've never seen like a, a well of baby gifts ever. Oof. So I don't know what that is. Well, well, well. <laughs> Shame I'm missing out on all that. <laughs> uh, now, but they, I, I guess the other thing to do is they play the game of what's in the bag, uh, where they had Brad. We've never done that either. No, not, okay. Not, I mean, like I said, maybe these two additions are some new baby shower things, but I'm not. I'm not privy to that. I haven't been to a baby shower where they've done that. Now, uh, what I want to ask is, Brad could had the hardest time figuring out what was inside there, and he pulls that out. It is a, a spoon. spoon. I was, I was like, really, Brad? Really? You don't know what the hell a spoon feels like? It wasn't like it was a obscurely shaped spoon. It was a spoon. Yeah, I, that's at the. <laughs> you know what, uh, Bradley needs to learn. He needs to learn, and you know what could help him learn growing all aspects of his life. Conversations with Maria. <laughs> that's right. That's right, Carla. Conversations with, with Maria, Maria Menounos. Menounos. Podcast edition. Uh, it drops on iTunes every single Friday and it's created by our own AfterBuzz TV founder, Maria Menounos herself. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews. She talks about everything from uh, career, relationships, finances, health and wellness, and much more. Why not let Maria be a big sister that you've never had? So all you have to do is go to iTunes and subscribe to f- for free. That's right, for free. No money for you, only just enjoyment. And when you do, let her know that it was Carla Renata from the ABTV GH Report that got you there. <laughs> Conversations with Marie Menounos, podcast edition. Make sure to check it out. Uh, yes, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Specifically, Carla. Let her know that. Uh, so, uh, also, I've heard that the good, uh, good night moon is a, a very cliched gift to give at a baby shower. Hence, I see why maybe uh, duplicate. We see two people giving that same book. Oh, I've never seen. I, like I said, I've never seen someone give that book. What generally what I see given at baby showers that I've been to, they usually give a bunch of Pampers. There's usually a stroller or one or a hand stroller given. There's usually um, some bottle warmers and some walkie-talkies, like really practical things. Bunch of scratch your tickets. No, no. <laughs> but I've, I've every baby shower that I've ever been to because they're all most of them are mothers that attend. They're like, yeah. All that other stuff, you're really not going to need that. You're really going to need these diapers because they cost a grip. So here you go. What I did think uh, is the one gift that was interesting was Brad's about a uh, family membership to a children's museum. I thought that was like, it's going to be a minute before they can use that, but okay. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you want to get out of the house, you can walk around a children's museum. At least it's something that you know keep the kids' interest, even if it's a baby. Just... I don't know. I liked Monica's <clears throat> gift. The stock, great. <laughs> I love. I loved Monica's gift. She was like, "It's a quarter main tradition." I'm like, "Okay, Monica." All right. Wait, here, here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like a little, uh, and which is, I hope, uh, this, this reaches maturity when the child is of eight. Like, like it was weird the way that Monica said that. It was the way it was, it, the way it was worded was kind of yeah. odd. It I was, was. Like, oh. I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so of course during the course of this, uh, Nell's been scheming for weeks about somehow she's really going to stick it to Carly at this baby shower, really stick it. And it's a two-part thing that she's got set up. Mm-hmm. And the first is that she's blackmailed Ava into bringing a gift. Ava doesn't want anything to do with it, but she says, all you have to do is bring it and let let me open it, and we'll take care of the rest. Uh, so. Which was heinous, the way that went down. Yeah. Because you could see, I felt, I actually felt bad for Ava in that moment. Because she, she tried to stop it. She was like, yes. no, wait. And so she tries to stop it, and then Nell keeps coming up with a reason why she shouldn't stop opening the gift. And then she opens it, and then there's that deer-in-the-headlight look on Carly's face when it comes out. So it's a baby mobile with penguins on it is what it is. And evidently, penguins were Morgan's favorite thing that he really enjoyed. And and the next thing you know... Carly's hurling. (laughs) What was that? She's she's hurling the baby mobile around the room. I'm like, what is happening right now? I'm like, it's not funny, but it was kind of funny. She's hurling this around, and everybody's standing there looking at her like, why are you having a meltdown over penguins? (laughs) (laughs) Like, everybody in the room is like, oh my God. And then Jocelyn's like, why can't you just be happy for her? Did you forget she saved my life? (laughs) I'm like, oh, Lord. That's a, that's a, I think you can, that, that has a limited warranty in terms of how many times you can na- na- call that out and get sympathy for that. Exactly, but this was the part. This was the part about all of that that I love. So I love that they're finally upstairs, and then she whips out that blanket, and, and Carly's like, "Hmm, Morgan had one. Oh, okay. Now, I- so it took you how many months has this been? It took you all this time to figure yeah. out that." This doll was the one who's been setting you up, like really. And then this is what I mean about the predictability of the situation. So everything is calm for a minute. You hear everybody having these calm conversations downstairs, and then all of a sudden you hear Carly yell now, and then everybody comes running out of the room, and then you see them tussling over the blanket, and then I'm not sure if Nell threw herself down the stairs. I'm not sure if Nell lost her balance. We know that Carly didn't push her because Carly had the blanket in her hand. Yeah. So I'm just like it was so predictable. It's like, now we got to find out whether the baby lives, whether the baby dies. How is Nell going to rebound from that? What kind of treachery is she going to, how is she going to use that to her advantage after? I can't. It's just way too predictable. How many times have we seen that on a soap opera? And particularly General Hospital. Somebody's always falling down the stairs on General Hospital. And surprising it wasn't Sam. But <laughs> uh, this time it was Nell. What I, I like this is, at least in the bedroom, where they're having, uh, the baby's room, where they're having that conversation and Carly puts it all together. Mm. Nell, for some reason, will not really confess to it. Just like, yeah, I think you're having a mental breakdown. Oh, my goodness. Because she knew it would piss her off. 
she knew it. She knew it would piss her off and make her just fly off the handle. She's one of you. Everybody has somebody in their life that pushes your buttons, that makes you react in a way that is just uncharacteristic for you. And Nell is that person for Carly. Like the sight of her just makes her act a certain way and behave a certain way. It's almost like she can't even help it. Well, certainly she couldn't because she blew up a few times. And I was glad that Bobby Lake called her on. It's like you gotta. You got to check yourself. Yeah, she was like, you got to check yourself and just suck it up and do what you got to do for the good of the baby. Just suck it up. And then that's what that was the impetus for her going upstairs to talk to Nell in the first place. But even because Jocelyn goes in on her mom and she leaves. And then that's when Bobby was like, yeah, you might want to suck it up just to be an example for your daughter so that your daughter doesn't see you as the crazy, mad mother-in-law for the rest of your life. The, the thing, though, it was like so Nell like planned this out to the T where it's like, I will give her this. Carly will blow up. I will cry. She will attack me. I will go upstairs. She will feel bad about it. So she will follow me upstairs. Yes, she did because she's I'm maniacal. Like, I'm like – that's that's a you're assuming a lot. She is the hand that rocked the cradle on GH. That's Ugh. what she is. <laughs> As I have said numerous times. So she falls down the stairs, and we get a nice slow motion, which I like. Have a great, have a really intense conversation right at the lip of the uh, of stairs. That's who does that. That's like a great that's place. never a good idea. That's like that's like thriller cliche number. 565. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, come on. Yeah, they couldn't have that conversation someplace else. Did she really have to fall down the stairs? Now we have to go through the agony of watching her be in the hospital, watching Michael come to her rescue, watching Michael and Carly have a conversation about that, which is going to result in an argument, watching Sonny and Carly have a conversation about that, which is going to result in an argument, maybe watch some more shenanigans between Jocelyn and Carly, you know, maybe... Have Brad come like it's just the the plethora of people that are going to show up at this girl's hospital room to talk about what happened at the baby shower. It's yeah. going to go on for weeks. I don't even want to watch it. It's uh, I feel like Michael's going to be heated. He's going to be mad at Carly, but I feel like once Carly explains everything, even the fact that Carla uh, Nell sort of admitted to it at the end, Did but you say Carla? not really. No, Carla. <laughs> I know. Yep, because you're gaslighting me. Uh, but even though Nell kind of admitted it to Carly at the end. I mean, I feel like once Carly explains everything, like, how can you not – and you know Nell's history. You know that's what she's all about. So how could anybody go like, Carly, you're going to There's going to be at least one person who is not oh. going to be on Carly's side, and it's, that's what's going to make her lose her shit. Oops, sorry. That's what's going to make – oops. That's, that's right. That's what's going to make her lose it because there's going to be one person, and right now I don't even know which one person it's going to be, but there's going to be one person that's just going to not – Go, yeah, why are you, really, Nell, really? They're going to do that, and she's going to lose her mind. It's, uh, this is, this is bonkers. I don't know where the storyline is going to go exactly. I'm sure the baby's not going to be dead or injured. (laughs) Wait, but then there was this story. No, it's not going to be dead. So now we just got to, but but I feel like it's setting up, what we're going to get into is eventually a big legal brouhaha between Nell and Michael. Well, there may not be because she has those papers drawn up. She, with... Nobody signed them yet, though. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So Maybe I... they should have signed them. Yeah. If, if they had signed them once they found out what happened with... But we don't... Who drew those papers? Do we know who drew those papers up for her? I don't know. Yeah, see, it'll depend on whether... That, that that paperwork may not even be real legal paperwork. It may be something that she got on LegalZoom.com. We don't, <laughs> we don't know. Hey, LegalZoom <laughs> is a great reputable law website just, there. You can get many things done on there. I'm just saying, 
It may be something she got from LegalZoom.com or maybe, you know, some website on Google. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that nail, she's very resourceful. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, that baby shower. I Man, this whole storyline, it cannot end soon enough because I agree exactly with what you're saying. It is... It is painful to watch, and yet, as you're saying, it's like a car wreck that's just like, just It's like please, watching paint dry. It really is. Please it's be like, over. oh, my God. But this was the one thing that happened throughout the week that was a little interesting for me just to switch gears. So um, speaking of Carly and Sonny, so Sonny, <laughs> but this was also a weird moment. So Sonny and Max, I think it is, are having a conversation about Croyton, right, and about this dead body that may or may not be there that somebody may or may not find and who's lurking at the top of the steps Mike and then Mike comes down at the bottom of the steps and is like so I know what I know but you're supposed to have Alzheimer's so why do you why are you so definitive about that one piece of information that was a little weird for me and then what happens him and Jason go out to dig the body up they find it was a piece of metal what a was money it? clip they find the money clip, and then they don't find a body. And that's how that ends. I'm like, okay, so there was all that lead up for y'all to find a money clip? Really? There, there was a moment there where Mike seems lucid, and he wants to tell Sonny something, and then Sonny just shuts him down. I'm like, right. Please, just for our sake, let us just hear what Mike's got to say. Right. Because you, like, not letting Mike talk, and then just, hmm, how does Mike know? I don't know. That was annoying mm. to me. Like that was it was like somebody dropped the ball in the in the the storytelling of that particular thing cuz you're absolutely right. It was like he did seem lucid and then all of a sudden they were like, "Yeah, shut up." So then we're going to have this conversation over <laughs> yes. here. I was like, "What is going on? I don't uh. understand." That was very frustrating. That was very frustrating for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm really so far this this Creighton thing not really uh interesting me at all. I think that they're doing that just to give Sunny a distraction from from Carly and from Mike because the last couple of months have been very heavy on those two characters so maybe they're just trying to break up the monotony a little bit I don't know I mean I guess you can't have him do something kind of mob related so he's got to be doing the business well he is the godfather of Port Charles so there's that (laughs) Uh, now speaking of other kind of bits of business in there the other big storyline that I'm starting to draw thin on, but I'll see how you're feeling. And I that know is... which one you're going to say. All right, let's see if you know. Heinrich. <laughs> I knew that it. is correct. I knew that's where you were going uh... with that. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I was just like, and the thing that's really kind of killing me about that is Anna pretending to be the mother, but really is the mother, and now she's emailing him, and he's having commentary to his computer about what the emails mean. And then I love the last one that she sent where she was like, do not trust Valentine," and then he comes in the office. I'm yeah. like, oh, come on. I can't. There is way too much of people pretending to be people that they aren't uh, emailing Mac, uh, Lulu about all this stuff. I'm like, man, all right. It was fine when like one person's doing it, but now we get both sides emailing you. It's just too much. This is so irritating. It's just too much. Uh, so we already see Robert. He's taken off the canvas by Valentine. Wherever Robert is, he's. Uh, they got rid of my boy Tristan Rogers. I'm very upset about that. The only thing I could think of this might, which might come out to bite Valentine, is that he has stashed him wherever he maybe put Claudette. Oh. And maybe that turns into something like, "Hey, I'm back." Oh, and guess you know, what? That's I found a good too. point. That would be good. That would be, that would actually be very fascinating yeah. if they did that. So I would, I would enjoy that. Blow up Valentine's little world there. I would enjoy there. that. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but we get to see Valentine stutter come out in front of Heinrich when he starts talking about we got to get rid of Anna. We got to get rid of her. 
too close. Mm-hmm. He don't touch her. I'm hoping that he doesn't, because that would be horrible if he like takes out his own mom. Oh, that would just be horrible. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I feel like at times, like Valentine and Anna, they could get along, but they're so distrustful of each other. But Valentine will always have that soft spot for her. And so when he reaches out about midweek, which mm-hmm. says, I really need to talk to you. And she's like, nope, too busy. Got to go. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> and blows him off. I felt like at that moment, he genuinely wanted to reach out and at least tell her something that would be helpful to her. Yeah, that storyline. And it's, it's so interesting because it seems like they just popped that storyline in the middle of the, the episode to kind of distract us from all the other shenanigans that are happening that we don't like. So it's like they kind of throw it in the middle and you're like, and they throw it in the middle and it never has any real resolution or any real reason for you to care when it comes back up again. And then they go on to the, I'm like, what's happening? I don't understand. Yeah. So. Right? Yeah. I mean, all we have now is that, uh, you know, Peter's going to be taking Maxie or accompanying her to the nurse's ball. (laughs) Okay. And let's just pause there at nurse's ball. How comical is it? That Lucy Cole is just popping up anywhere and everywhere, unceremoniously in the same outfit. Talking about this nurse's ball. She's had on the same outfit for days. Everybody else didn't change clothes, but Lucy got on the same dress. I don't understand what's going on. She is like running around that you know that town like a you know like like a spinning dervish trying to get funds for this nurse's ball. But I'm also thinking like, isn't nurse's ball like if this is like a yearly event? Wouldn't fundraising kind of can it would be focused year round? You're not really trying the last few weeks trying no. to go around and get like, well, guess we need money. No, but to speak to that, when you are on a fundraising committee for something of that magnitude, it is an all year round thing. But then there's that final push toward the end to really kind of you know stick it to people to get them get them to even even give more than they gave before. Or maybe give something if they haven't given yet, like just to remind people. But the way that they're going about doing it on GH is just like, really, we're going to bring her in like two weeks before the nurses' ball, and you, yeah. you're going to just you're going to suspend the disbelief that none of us know what fundraising is, and that, like you said, isn't it something that happens year round? Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, and they're like, hey, you know, if you're going to be scouting for local talent, which this... <laughs> no, wait, that one killed me, too, in the, the thing in the shower. Yes. I can't. Uh, all right, so we'll get to that in a second. But, uh, so we got that, we got a friendship with uh, Heinrich and, and Anna and yes. all that stuff. So, I think we were done with that, though. Yeah, are we done with it? Yeah. Yeah, I think. What, what else well, is there to I say mean, the about other thing it? is, like, Nina has cooled off. Uh, she seems to uh, yeah, believe that Yeah, she seems to have just nice. calm, calmed down, and, and seems like Curtis has, you know... Agree with her, like he's kind. He well, he's with Sam now. Like he and Sam are going to buddy up and investigate more Peter August. But he seems like he's more invested in trying to to uh, marry Jordan. Well, that. But he's also like he knows that yeah, Peter's going to screw with some of his friends, so he wants to make sure that that's all right. Uh, I think if if he's partnering up with Sam, then he then Peter going to be found out quicker than later. Well, well Sam Sam don't play. Yeah, Sam falls down a lot on stairs, though. So. <laughs> Uh, so who knows what could happen there? There's gonna be there's gonna be a stairs in Sam's future soon, and she's gonna fall down. It. No, don't have Sam falling down some stairs. Why are you she trying is. to get rid of Sam? You're she's awful. Gonna, she's gonna fall down. Okay, wait. So speaking of Sam, which leads me to Jason, which leads me to Jake. So I really like the fact that Jake is starting to come around. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, you know, good old Stone Cold. I mean, he's not a, he's not trying to force himself in. He's no, being a nice but, guy. But I like the fact that Jake is finally starting to warm up because before yeah. Jake was like, "You are not my daddy. I hate you. Go away." Which I was like, that was weird. And now they're kind of like trying to soft, soften him up, which makes me wonder: Are they trying to like hook Jason back up with Elizabeth again? And is Drew going to be totally out in the cold? Like, I don't know. I don't, it is interesting to have. Two sides of it. I mean, you've got Drew who has Jason's memories, except for like the last four years where he's kind of made his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got Jason uh, who has got his, all his original memories and hates Franco. Mm-hmm. Drew has, you know, known, even though he doesn't remember his past, I mean, he recognizes what Franco did to help him when mm-hmm. they were kids. So mm-hmm. he seems to at least is able to reconcile the, the person that he is now with the kid that he was back then. Mm-hmm. And seems to have like, if not best friends, at least they're friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now Elizabeth was making that big push with Jason. Just like, hey, you know, you, you can you try to see what happened with Franco and see him in a different different light? Speaking of Franco, it was interesting how he met up with one of Jim Harvey's victims. That was kind of interesting. Well, because it turned out to be completely convenient to give the city of Port Charles somebody else to, uh, you know, sue to get <laughs> uh, compensation for everybody displaced in, in Port Charles and Charles Street. And let's just talk about that. I think you mentioned this once before when we were talking about the earthquake and, and all. The, so Charlie's was the only place on Charles Street that didn't get damaged. No, it's all good. It's just like, okay, so if Charles Street is one street, why is there one one institution on the whole street that didn't get jacked up? Yep. That's uh-huh. weird. Don't you think that's weird? That, like that's something that happens with a tornado. Like a tornado can hit and, and some houses get messed up and some houses don't, but not with an earthquake. Or like a mudslide. Some houses get the mud, some houses don't. But with an earthquake, you don't ever see an earthquake hit a city and some houses get gravely affected by the earthquake and some get no damage at all. Like never. But where would our cast meet to talk about important things? Kelly's. Uh, the Metro Court. The, the floating rib. I'm just saying. They have other places to go to. Why are they always rolling up in Charlie's? That is pure comedy to me. Yeah, the fact that Alexis continues to go to Charlie's just drives me bonkers. And I feel bad for the floating rib. I feel like the floating rib is on dangerous financial ground. I think we could go at any moment. The floating rib is going to be closed. The floating rib is going to go bankrupt because they don't have any more customers coming in. Yeah, they're only in on Charlie's now. <laughs> Poor Mac, he's sitting there behind the bar just lonely. Nobody's coming in. <laughs> and Kelly's too, for that matter. Like, they haven't talked about Kelly's in a minute. Yeah. I feel like people seem to like their sandwiches, so they always, like, come and go and grab something and take out, take off with it. <laughs> but poor floating rib. I'm so scared for you guys. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me just backtrack a little bit. Didn't you just and one of the um one of the fans? So thank you, fans, for for pointing this out. Somebody pointed out that um Maxie was when Maxie was on the phone, she was like, "I'm not afraid of Erica Kane." I'm like, "Ooh, is that a reference that Miss Susan Lucci may be coming to Port Charles?" She'll never come to Port Charles. Oh, come on, why are they going to mention Erica Kane if she's not going to come to Port? That's Charles? fun. That is a great, nice little thing to shout out to show you're connected to a larger world. You never have to see Erica Kane. It's a fun little thing to get fans excited. Without ever having to see Susan Lucci come through Because I was doors. uber excited. Could you imagine if Susan Lucci hit poor Charles? Oh, my goodness. My face hurts from smiling at the opportunity of that happening. Yeah, but I'm I feel like so excited. If, you're, if you were going to do that, which would be phenomenal, it'd be really cool to see what would happen, you can't treat her the way that other people like from One Life to Live that have come on the show no. have been treated. Like, you know, just kind of 
barely given anything to do, and then they're gone after a few days. It's Susan Lucci. Of course they're not going to do that. I have no guarantees on that. I mean, I've seen how they look, traded their own returning cast members. Look, it is Susan Lucci. They're not going to do La Lucci like that. La Lucci will punch somebody in their throat. It's not going to happen. But if you were going to bring Susan Lucci in, she, she would need to be there, I think, for several weeks or months to give her like a really good meaty storyline. I wouldn't care how long she was there. To have her come up in there and wreck Nina's world and have Maxie be fawning all over her would totally be worth it. I just need to see that just for two seconds. I, I mean, it'd be great to see her in there, but I feel like you can't, the Crimson stuff just wouldn't be enough. I feel like if you're going to bring her in, you got to give her something more meaty that she could do. They, but they could do it. They can, they're writers. They, it's a soap opera. They can write anything they want. I, I just I think they would drop the ball on it, which would scare, which really? would sad me. I would love to see it, but I think they dropped the ball. I would. I would, I don't want to believe that, but you might be right. I don't want to believe that though. Uh, you yeah, remember yeah. when they made uh, Felicia said the only thing to, to Maxie when she came in out of town real quick? How was your flight? That was it. That was that was what they wrote. They wrote her to say that line to Maxie in, I can't. in the floating rib. How was your flight? I. I haven't seen you, but I feel like I need to ask you. Uh-uh. Like, oh. oh, speaking of bad, how bad was that video that Olivia did for Ned? Oh, man. <laughs> did you okay. forget about that? No, did you? That, okay. that was... <laughs> what drove me bonkers? Were her going yeah, like this. This. <laughs> she kept going. And th- it was such... <laughs> Kudos to the chick that plays Olivia, because that was the worst bad acting ever. When she was like, and this is our hospital... General, I said, oh, no. Oh, no. And I feel like she... <laughs> I laughed at that. I laughed out loud at that. I had, And I rewound it. I went back to Hulu and watched it again so I could laugh again. It was so crazy. It was and I feel like horrible. She never told Griffin like that this was happening. Like, <laughs> no, she was he like, looked she's totally surprised. <laughs> yeah. He looked, he looked like, why are you talking to me and why is there a camera in the hospital? It was hilarious. And the way the shot works, they, they walk up together so you think they'd stop, they'd plant, and then... <laughs> And Griffin would say his lines to the camera while Olivia's right next to him, kind of just smiling and nodding. But then he walks further away from her, just like, like just so confused. It was so, that's what I'm saying. It was comically oh. bad, it, but it was so funny. It was so funny. Oh, it makes my jaws hurt laughing at that. That was craziness. And the fact that, I mean, granted, we're, we're we shoot in sound stages. But the fa- you couldn't give us like some outdoor nice beauty <laughs> shots of Port Charles at all. There was, there was that, that one. There was the one outside in the very a, beginning. Outside of a yeah, like the close-up of a hospital. That was it. <laughs> and then we've got Jordan inside Kelly's, which seems so weird to me. That was so freaking odd. And even she was looking crazy. She was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, everybody that she talked to looked crazy. And then my favorite thing after all of that is that then it goes. I love you. I'm like, oh my God, did you really think that was good? Did you really think that was going to help your cause in Port Charles? Dude, you're not getting any money after that video. It was the man horrible. Is smart. Would you rather have Olivia mad at you or not? Man, smart. He's going to say he liked that video. And wow. then secretly, uh, he's going to tell everybody that's working on the video, social media <laughs> side, just lose that tape. Yeah, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want Olivia mad at me. She got a temper on her. I, I would. I would have to. I she feel from like, Bensonhurst, after all. But I feel like I would say, you know what? I love that idea. Why don't we reshoot this and you never put your hands up? <laughs> Let's do that. Because, baby, if she extended that arm one more time and go, and this is, oh. and this, with that 
It was like Stepford wife look on her face. It was so funny. When like when especially she's walking through the metro court and she's coming around the bar. And she was like this. <laughs> oh, what was that? I oh. hollered. Oh my god, it was so funny. That was ridiculous. Oh, it was so funny. That was pure. That kind of made all of the stuff with Nell and Carly and all of that. It made it laughable. Between that and Lucy popping up in showers, it was just pure comedy. Now, the one thing that seemed because we have scenes between Ned, Olivia, and, and Alexis, and Alexis wants to sue the city of Port Charles on behalf of the uh, people from Char- uh, Charles Street. I'm going to sneeze. Go ahead. Do your thing. <laughs> yes, me. get it out. We got that live for you, folks. <laughs> that sneeze was live. Uh, so then Alexis comes over to, to, to have a chat with uh, Ned and Olivia about how she's going to be suing. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing just seems so weird to me. Like, why would she be suing? And she's like, the, the fat cat's like, sh- does she not see how much Ned is doing to help the city? Like, well, this, uh, well, it, well the, it, the board had that meeting in Charlie's. They all kind of got together, and they were asking her if she would represent them in the lawsuit. And at first she was like, no, I can't do that because of this. No, I can't do that because of that. And then toward the end of the conversation, she was like, oh, yeah, I can, and this is how I'm going to do it. And then it was like, okay, and how, how are you going to do it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Franco comes over with a title for uh, My Two Dads Company, that uh, My Two Dads Productions is heading over to uh, the city of Port Charles. has been turned over to that. Hooray. I can't. Oh. Uh, I can't. Yeah. This is the other thing that was interesting to me, too. Why was Ava's face so red? Did you notice how red her face was? It looked like she'd had a bad facial. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's... Like her face was as red as your jacket. It was really red. She was blushing about some of these awkward scenes that she had to be in this week. <laughs> uh, at the beginning of the week, her and Griffin have had a little conversation, a little heated. Uh, Griffin, after all the fallout with uh, what Ava did to get a joint custody of Avery, he's like, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to move out. And I kind of agree with what Ava was saying. It's like, you know, if you're mad, we need to freak you know sort this out. Mm. Whether we stay together or we not, but I mean, you know, we should try to sort this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Griffin's like, "Oh yeah, I do care about you. You know, I may not understand why you did that or agree, but I, I still care." And then Ava said, "I thought I thought you said you liked me just the way I am. When did that change?" And he never really kind of answered her, just like yeah. he never said, "I love you back." So I'm kind of having issues with Griffin. This is a, a, a relationship that is doomed to a spectacular. He's very passive aggressive. I, I, yeah, it's. He's very passive aggressive. It's like she said that to him, and then he had that look on his face. So I think that that's why her. I think that's why she was probably open, and her guard was down when Nell came to her with them shenanigans because she was so blinded by the light with Griffin that she wasn't thinking clearly, and him moving out. That's not going to work with him being in that house with Avery. Avery's a little girl. Like, that's just confusing for that child. So he was right in moving out. Um, you know, another, uh, <laughs> speaking of Ava, scenes I'm, I'm tired of and I do not need to see it ever again are people coming into Ava's art gallery, uh, inquiring about a piece of art, and then finding out <laughs> it's so expensive. They're like, oh, what? <laughs> what, 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 what? Uh, and then backing out. <laughs> I was like, okay. like, does she ever sell any art? She she clearly the people that are rich that are not on the show, um, and you know what you don't see them at the nurses ball, uh, giving out big money either. 
First of all, we never see any of the donors at the nurses' ball. The nurses' ball is always full of every character that's on General Hospital, some that we see constantly and some that we never see except for when it's time for the nurses' ball. It's just those stand-ins I have for the day that sit there <laughs> in those chairs and smile like they're enjoying the show. No, if you look in... This is a, and this is the thing about the nurses' ball that actually makes me chuckle. So whenever they show the nurses' ball, you see maybe 25 people there. It's supposed to be a ball. A yep. ball would constitute that there's at least over 100 people there. They have a red carpet and all of this. You're going to have a red carpet for like 25 people? Really? And you're you're, 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 you're showing <laughs> this on, on television. You're putting this on TV. Exactly. That costs money. It's not cheap. So I'm just like, okay. For, for 25 people. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, for 25 I'm like, people. where are the thousands? It's a hospital. It's a hospital. Let's let's just let's just bring this to, into reality. Let's think. I know. Let's think about Cedar Sinai Hospital here in Los Angeles. Cedar Sinai Hospital takes up like five blocks. Clearly, they have donors that are in the thousands. Clearly, you have you seen all of the names on those yep. walls when you go there? We've never seen a wall like that at General Hospital. No, with the names of the donors on it, so that's why it's always twenty five people at the nurses' ball. I'm just saying. I mean, we've got the uh, you know the stone Kate's. Uh, that's a wing. wing. That's a wing. We've never seen that wing though. I've never seen the name of that ever anywhere. That's a wing, but we've never seen a wall. Nope. Like we'll hear about wings being donated yep. or floors being renamed, but we've never seen a wall with people's names on it. I'm like, I want to know who these donors are that. Are- <laughs> that, are, <laughs> that are giving money for the nurses' ball. I just need to see some faces. It's coming soon, folks. And when this nurses' ball comes, I, we're going to just Frank, sink right into it. Frank is going to have a nervous breakdown. You're going to go, look, uh, you're, you're grin. I don't think I've ever seen you grin so hard. As, this is going to be. You live for the nurses' ball every is, year, don't you? It is because oh it is God. so bonkers to me. Oh. <laughs> uh. That it exists and people care. Ouch, my face hurts. That's hilarious. Uh, real quick, before uh, well, uh, the one other kind of big uh, storyline was we've got Drew, we've got uh, uh, Oscar, mm-hmm. and we had, had a little injury there, and we see him dealing with Kim. So that was so short lived, though. Don't you think it's like they hardly gave that any attention at all? Like we see Drew in the woods. He's like, "Yeah, I really wanted to go hiking, but I, I twisted my knee. Oh, let me check it out. Let me take you to the hospital. Oh, mom's gonna freak out. Like that was all we got." <laughs> I was like, what is happening? That seems so... Like, Wasn't that weird? Why did we have that scene? What was what was the beginning by them having a little heat up moment in there in the hospital? Okay. I guess, yeah, this, I don't know why they pulled, decided to go the scene that way. Uh, but one bit of news before we uh, start making our way towards the end of the show. Yes. After Buzz TV News. Uh, of course, if you like podcasts, and we already told you about Conversations with Marie Menounos, podcast edition, make sure you're checking that out. But two people from General Hospital have also started their own podcast. Ooh. Yes. Do tell. And that is Steve Burton Bradford Anderson. Nice. Yes. Oh, they've been partnered up for a minute. They had a little group together for a while. They've got Stone Cold and the Jackals, <laughs> the name of their podcast. Mm-hmm. So they're on there just talking about stuff and uh, life and being chuckleheads. <laughs> chuckleheads. Yes. I love that you use that word. I use that all the time. So, <laughs> so uh, go check that out if you want to see uh, what's up to what's going on in those oh, two lives. And I have something to add to that. Ooh. So Nathan West, who was um, not Nathan West, but the actor that played Nathan West, Ryan Pavey, who was on General Hospital as Nathan West is in a new Hallmark movie called Marrying Mr. Darcy, which is probably why he left the soap. 
Well, I, Manlanders, that, I, I think it made him like, I gots to get out of here. But at any rate, you so, you so shady, but anyway. No. <laughs> Marrying Mr. Darcy will show on June 2nd on the Hallmark Channel. So if you have the Hallmark Channel or if you don't, stream it and check out your guy, Raven Pavey, who was Nathan West from General Hospital on... Marrying Mr. Darcy. Oh, look at that. Yeah, how about that? Uh, and uh, we've got a couple minutes here for some uh, super fast predictions. I know Carla's got, she's, uh, if you looked, if you saw Carla's iPad right there, filled with predictions. Um, okay, so next week, I think what's going to happen is, like I mentioned earlier, it's going to be a whole week of shenanigans with Nell being in hospital after this fall and the fallout from that. I think we're going to see a little bit more fallout from this body not showing up in Croydon for Jason and Sonny. And I think that, um, who else? I think that Ava and Nell are probably going to have some words, too. And Carly is probably going to come for Ava with a little more venom than she has in the past because of the situation with Nell. Because you'll probably find out at some point they partnered up. Do you feel like Ava will rat out Nell at any respect or no? I'm feeling like her conscience wants her to, and it may just accidentally blurt out. And since Griffin's moved out, I don't really see how, you know, she could be wanting to save that relationship at this point because he's moved out. So what's the point? And he's he's made it known that he doesn't agree with what she does, and he doesn't accept her for who she is. So why should she care? I feel like do you want to say, I wonder if Carly's going to like push to try to get full custody back after Ava's even tangential oh. part of the shenanigans. Oh. oh, most definitely. Like that will be the impetus for her to push for full custody. And and which brings me to it broke my heart that Mike was like, "Oh, I miss that little girl around the house. It's so quiet." Like, oh, that broke, kind of broke my heart a little bit. Yeah, but don't don't uh, let me get the uh, hot dogs or pretzels. That won't be good. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know what? It is time to wrap up this episode of the JH Report. What do you think about that, Carla? I it's all good. I think we had a lot to say. It was a lot to laugh right. about. That's true. It was shenanigans for days. That, that there were. <laughs> uh, but as always, folks, thanks for watching us. Uh, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Uh, but if you want to stay in touch with us, especially Carla, even after the show's <laughs> over, where can they find you? Everyone can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. Don't forget to check out my panel of Dancing with the Stars on Tuesday nights and my panel of Black Black Hollywood, of Black Tomatoes on Black Hollywood Live where we do film reviews along with Scott Menzel. There you go. Two shows that Carla enjoys doing way much more than she does doing shows. That is shows so not you. true. Oh, I that's can't stand you. Yep. <laughs> that's what she says right after the show is I love GH. That's when she walks out. I Only love GH, but not me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> folks, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. Uh, we'll be back here soon with another episode of the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 